everybody welcome to uh whiskey and wonder where we are go- uh my name's tyler i'm megan sorry i started to jump into where we're going what we're doing before even telling you who i was <laughs> um so here on whiskey and wonder what we're gonna try to do is uh take a different whiskey every week i think we're gonna try to do this once a week yep and um we're gonna read up on it a little bit try to develop our palates and and si- sip on it while we uh, teach one another something we find interesting, the other one may or may not find interesting. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and we'll just see where it goes. Bullshit back and forth and there you go. see what happens. Talk a little baseball, a yep. little football maybe. Yeah. So, all right. So what are we starting with this week? What kind of whiskey? So this week we have um, Suntory Toki whiskey. Oh, that's Japanese. Um, it is a Japanese whiskey, um, and I might totally fuck up everything I pronounce from here on out. So if you're Japanese or you speak Japanese, I'm so sorry, um, but I have no idea how to say half this stuff. Uh, and and I would like to, before we get too far into the whiskey, I'd like to preface that I particularly, and I don't want to speak for you, but I don't have very much. I drink whiskey for the effect, not for the taste usually, so this is going to be a, a learning experience. Okay, I'm the opposite. I do drink for the taste. Okay. Um, but I have like no official experience type okay. thing. So we're awesome. both kind of going into this blind. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna roll with this and see how it goes. All right. All right. More about the whiskey. All right. Uh, so this is a blend of three of Suntory's distilleries. Um, so Yamazaki, Hakushu, and Chita which I probably pronounced all that wrong, but, you know, it's supposed to be their three distilleries. Um, it is a single malt mixed with a grain whiskey. Um, so it's a very unique um, component. Toki means time in Japanese. Um, and so their, I guess, motto for this whiskey is, quote, respect for tradition and reinvention sparks a powerful creative energy. Um, so... A vivid harmony where old meets new. Um, so I'm trying to embrace both an older uh, refined taste and I guess something a little bit newer too. As you were saying that, I was just smelling it. Uh, we And we both have it in a glass here, just neat, mm-hmm. about a finger and a half, I would say. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I just did you that just completely sn- backwards. <laughs> I t- I tried to sniff the the wine or the whiskey glass and didn't, and then sniffed into the microphone. <laughs> so sorry about that, guys. Oh fuck. Uh, just smelling it. Quite frankly, I just smell alcohol. It kind of burns my nostrils. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm gonna work on my my sniffing palate too. Um, what do you smell? What do you smell from it? So what do I personally smell? Yeah, like, do you smell any aromas or any hints or anything? Um, I do smell the apple. Um, it's supposed to have a strong green apple type smell, uh, and I do I do get that. Um, BRB, I'm going to focus on apples. <laughs> um, so it's supposed to have soft notes of orchard fruits, um, thyme, honey, and peppermint. Um, and I definitely get the the apples and the peppermint. Um, now the peppermint, yes, I can definitely smell peppermint in there. I'm still not getting an apple though. <laughs> well, you're wrong. I, I don't doubt that I'm wrong, but I'm here to learn. So, Hey. All right. So I'm about to take my first drink and we'll see. Uh, and if you hear any bumping and rumbling and whatnot, uh, it's the two dogs, Bo and Navia, and they are playing right under the table. Of course they are. So The whole house, and they pick right under the table. Yep. All right, here goes nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can taste the green apple. Oh, yeah? wow. Yeah, I can. I can taste the peppermint on the back end, but the green apple, wow. I was not expecting that. I not, like I said, I drink for the effect, not the taste, so. (laughs) 
Um, I'm gonna go ahead and have my first sip. Mmm. That peppermint stays with you, though. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, so I definitely get the green apple. Um. And you said there was other citrus in there, other fruit? So, pink grapefruit, um, is also supposed to be in there, which I don't taste, but. I couldn't even tell you what a grapefruit tastes like, probably. You know, hold on. I want to not get too far off the rails here, but why specifically a pink grapefruit? There are different colored grapefruits? Yes. I did not know that. Yes, there are. I also recently learned that, so. Okay. What other colored grapefruits are there? There's a white grapefruit. Racist. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That was just too perfect. Uh, Okay, so... We got our first sip of the whiskey going today. You got any more information on it? Um, so the palette is supposed to be the green apple. Um, you're supposed to get a bright splash of pink grapefruit. Um, and then at the back end, you're supposed to get some toasted almond and uh, a vanilla oak that's supposed to linger. Um, and I'd, I'd kind of tasted the almond a little bit there at the end. Uh, so yeah, I get, I get what they're saying. Well, as we um, go through this today, I'm going to keep my keep my senses open i was gonna say mouth open but i felt like that was gonna lead to a joke so i'm gonna keep my senses open to these aromas and tastes definitely um and then it's uh has a white pepper and a ginger uh finish um so very very japanese and i can taste that it's a japanese whiskey just from sipping on it really Mm -hmm. the ginger i think i can taste hints of the ginger now that you mention it, I love ginger. I do too. I love Japanese whiskey. All right. So that's a little bit about the whiskey this week. Again, yep. that's uh, Suntory Whiskey Toki. That, that's the name of it, right? Yep. That's how you say it? Okay. Yep. Suntory Whiskey is the brand. Toki is the specific type of whiskey, I guess. All right. Uh, and, and where'd you get it? Is there anywhere? I mean, I know liquor sales are odd by throughout the united states and whatnot but um so i actually found this uh whiskey just at our local uh abc store yep we live in one of those states yes we do gotta love the bible belt yep um but when i was researching it online this is apparently a whiskey that's hard to find um and you can't request it to be sent to the u.s yet so don't ask me that's just what i read online i gotta ask then how do we have it here i don't know but it i don't i don't know wow interesting all right so um so that's a little bit about what we're drinking today so what you gonna teach me more importantly um maybe not more importantly but (laughs) so i want to tell you about the 1904 olympics the 1904 olympics yes um so I first got into this topic because I uh, saw like a meme um, on Facebook that said something along the lines of, you know, no matter how much you think you fucked up, you never fucked up as bad as the organizers of the 1904 Olympics. And I was like, what? So I decided to look into it. And the more I read about it, the more insane it sounded. So... I'm surprised we have the Olympics still because of the disaster that this was. That bad? Oh, it's bad. Oh, God. (laughs) For some reason in my mind, just based off what I like and what I know things about, in my head, I'm already comparing it to like the 1919 Black Sox World Series debacle. and Mm, Different. Just no, not not necessarily like cheating like that. Just, Just like potentially the end yes it was almost ended baseball yes essentially okay yes this almost ended the um olympic marathons oh okay all right well teach me about it but before you do that can i just point out that your dog is just staring i staring at a guitar (laughs) (laughs) just like it's about to get her (laughs) um so i don't know if you believe in ghosts or anything supernatural but i fully believe my dog does and i think she stares at undead things all right i'm a little worried because she's staring at one of my guitars and it's uh that makes me wonder is my guitar haunted it might be great maybe (laughs) it's Jimi hendrix maybe that'd be nice that 
Yeah, maybe if I could play like that. <laughs> All right, so talk to me about these Olympics in 1904. Okay. Um, so from the get-go, these Olympics were kind of insane. Um, so when you think of the modern Olympics, uh, this is the third ever modern Olympics. Um, so our first Olympics uh, took place in 1896 in Athens, Greece, which, of course, it did. Um, after that, the 1900 Olympics uh, took place in Paris, France. And then the 1904 Olympics ended up taking place in St. Louis, Missouri, USA. Of course. <laughs> Good old U.S. and A. Um, so originally, uh, the Olympics were supposed to be held in Chicago um, this year. Um, 1904. Is that the... Isn't that about the time they had the World Fair? So, yes. Um, that is actually... Uh, the Olympics were held in conjunction with the World's Fair. Oh. Um, and they did that um, on purpose. Oh, okay. Uh, so, the Missouri governor, uh, his name is David Francis, um, he held a coup, basically, with help from President Theodore Roosevelt. Um, and they argued that since St. Louis was already hosting the World's Fair, no one would go to Chicago for the for the Olympics. And they ended up convincing the whoever is in charge that uh, St. Louis should also host the Olympic Games. Um, so the uh, Olympic Games were hosted uh, in St. Louis in conjunction with the World's Fair commemorating the 100th anniversary of the Louisiana Purchase. And straight from the get-go, this was a disaster. Mm. Um, so this is the very first um, Olympics with gold medals. Um, before then, uh, winner took silver, second place took bronze, and then third left. SOL. Yeah. Um, second loser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there were barely any rules or regulations to these olympics um so it was a free free for all contestants could walk in off the street and just join the olympics that is awesome but how can you have how can you award prizes and not have rules because you're st louis missouri Oh, God, when you say that, it reminds me of that lawyer, uh, his commercials. If you're in Missouri or Illinois, I'm licensed in those states to represent you. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't even know his name, but I, I remember that. Um, so this is 1904, and because of that, it lacked an international presence um, because most countries thought it would be too daunting to travel to the Midwest um, during that time. So um, I read a couple different things. The general consensus seems to be there were 600 Olympians, 580 were American. Uh, wow. That's yep. like 95%. Yeah. Something insane. I think we were almost guaranteed to take home the silver medal something in every sport <laughs> um we didn't take home in every sport but uh i also found a uh, article that said there were 651 participants and 526 of them were americans either way that's an astronomical number for an international competition yeah i like those odds yeah go usa as, as an american yeah i like those <laughs> odds can we get that in every olympics <laughs> Um, so the Olympics took place between July 1st and November 23rd with the bulk of activities, uh, taking place between August 29th and, uh, September 3rd. Okay. Hold on. Yep. They took six months. Yep. How long do the Olympics take now? Um, it's only like a month, right? Maybe something like that not, not a, not not a lot a yeah no not a lot how did we go from six months to a month like what what made it so long technology now traveling and broadcasting all that fun stuff oh yeah i guess yeah i guess that makes sense that's i i never dreamed that the olympics were six months i figured you just kind of read about it in the paper 
Nope. Um, so because St. Louis was also uh, hosting the World's Fair, the World's Fair blended into the Olympics, which led to some weird-ass sports, um, like international tug-of-war, Gaelic football, which is basically like a weird Irish soccer. I have actually, don't ask me how, watched Gaelic football on television before. It is like a hybrid between rugby, American football, and soccer. Yeah. It it was very interesting to watch. I don't even want to know why you watched that, but okay. I Honestly, I found it on an oddball channel and just got like, I'm like, what the hell is this? And just got sucked in for 15, 20 minutes. All right. Um, well, my favorite activity um, is Indian club swinging, which I looked up YouTube videos of it, and it is basically flailing bowling pins around, like around your head. It, it It's very bizarre. Like a lasso? Kind of. They'll like lasso it and they'll like... Side lasso it? Yeah, it's... Can you 360 lasso it? It's very weird. I'll uh, I'll post something on our Instagram, um, a picture or a video or something of Indian club swinging because it's uh, very strange. Um, and if you are an Indian club swinger, I'm sorry, but your sport is fucking weird. <laughs> so just Indian club swinger, when you said that, it made me think of like a swinger that goes to an Indian club and trying to pick people up like... <laughs> Hey, oh, there's know. no judgment here. You do what you want to do. Uh, I'll judge you. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> but that, so it wasn't even like uh, a rope attached. It's just. It looks like a, a bowling club. pin. That is probably the most caveman sounding sport. <laughs> it's so I, fucking weird. I think weird. I have ever heard of. It's fucking weird. Now, it, I'm assuming 1904 it's indian as in native american indian club swinging um or like indian india i am bad at researching because this is the very first episode ever i believe it's indian as in india indian not native american um oh wow but i won't promise that but that's my understanding okay interesting I'm going to look that up real quick while you keep uh, okay. Keep on telling me. Teach me some more stuff. <clears throat> All right, and so. maybe get out from under my foot. <laughs> I've got a ball under my foot and she's trying. Oh, no, it's Bo. <laughs> yeah, don't blame my dog. It's your dog. She was in on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to kick them out probably at some point if they act like psychos. Oh, my God, it is. Exactly it's a, bowling, a bowling, pin. bowling pin. I fucking told you. Oh my, this dude is doing exercises with him. Oh, wow. I'll post a video on our Instagram. You guys can see what this psychoness is. And uh, it it actually did originate in India. Hey, It's from that. India. I made a right guess. 50-50 shot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So... Really what I want to talk to you about, though, is the Olympic marathon. Um, okay. Because that's what really got fucked. Um, this marathon was so scandalous and bizarre that nearly all Olympic marathons were canceled for good. Like, they... Marathon as in, like, running. Yes. Yes. Like like the Boston Marathon. Yes. Exactly like the Boston 20, Marathon. What is that? 26 miles or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So this Olympic marathon took place on August 30th in 1904. It was 24.85 miles. Um, 32 athletes participated from four nations, and only 14 actually was a, were able to cross the finish line. Well, uh, w- one more time? Okay. <laughs> 32 athletes, Okay. four nations, 14 finished. Okay. So that's less than half. Yeah what happened did you just quit along the way people (laughs) yes not that i could do it yes they did and they had really good reasons for quitting along the way yeah yeah um so let's talk a little bit about james e sullivan um so james e sullivan was the chief organizer um for the olympic marathon um and he went on to 
be the head of like different runners associations or something or other i don't know his the thing that just blew my mind was in the course of this 24 almost 25 mile race he allowed for one water station uh jimmy that's not okay (laughs) yeah jimmy i'm gonna need you to step that game up i'm a thirsty person I can't imagine running one mile without water, let alone 24. Yeah. Um, So he wanted to do research into something called purposeful dehydration. Um, Basically, he wanted to test to see if being dehydrated was actually helpful to runners. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's very bad. Stay hydrated if you're a runner. What the fuck? Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, It was also extremely humid. Again, August 30th. It was over 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And they were running along dusty roads. So, yeah. That sounds like the worst conditions imaginable. Swamp ass out the ass. (laughs) Um, So, the uh, starting gun was fired at 3.03 p.m. by David R. Francis president of the Louisiana Purchase Exposition Company. Um, The course of the marathon had seven hills, all ranging from either 100 feet to 300 feet, with devastating ascents. What what do you mean by devastating ascent there? That's... uh... So, getting up the hill was a struggle. You'd push your bike up it. Oh. Wait, they were on bikes? No. <laughs> I'm oh, saying okay. today. Okay. Today. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like that... it's one of those hills that are just... Just a Fucking mother. insane. Just yeah. a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. There okay. were seven of them. Okay. Just a point my toe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the roads were covered in inches thick dust. Cracked and loose stone was just randomly strewn across the roads in many places, which caused perilous footing, slipping hazards, you know, all sorts of great things for the runners to be dodging. But on top of that, this marathon path wasn't blocked off. So on top of having to handle this horribly intense race, they had to dodge uh, crosstown traffic Delivery wagons, railroad trains, trolley cars, and families walking their dogs. So they were just out there in the middle of it. Middle of rush hour. Yep. Just getting it. (laughs) Just running. And. No water. No water. There were. Did it it rain at all? How long did this race take? Uh, So it is uh, currently still to this day the worst marathon running time in history of the Olympic marathon. Um, It took over three and a half hours. um, For some reason in my mind, I was picturing them out there for like days, (laughs) like wandering around like Like it rains on them and that's how they're getting water is like (laughs) from the rain. Um, So the only places uh, where water was set up on this... um, track that they could get it there was a water tower at six miles and then there was a well like off the path at 12 miles but from the 12th mile mark to the 25 mile mark there was nothing that's the that's half of the race yeah 90 degree weather no thank you yeah so we're gonna pause there a little bit i want to talk a little bit about the different runners all right um so most, most of these people were American, again, because no one wanted to go to St. Louis in 1904. Um, I can't blame them. I wouldn't want to go to St. Louis now. <laughs> Sorry if you're from St. Louis. <laughs> you have a cool statue. Yeah. Is it? Is it a statue? Is it technically? Oh, God, we're going to make so many of them mad. <laughs> The arch, arch yeah, the arch. Things? I don't think it's technically a is statue. Is it not a statue? No, I think <gasps> it's just a oh god, I'm an asshole. A monument. Oh well, okay. Well, <laughs> your arches are cool, guys. What? <clears throat> what did? So I know it's like the archway to the Midwest, supposedly, and blah blah blah. But like, what if it faces north and south? 
<laughs> like you go through and you go north or south. <laughs> it's like uh, you went from the Midwest to the Midwest. Good job. <laughs> I've I've never been to St. Louis. I don't know which direction the Golden Arches face. Or, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know which way the Golden Arches faces. I don't know which way the arch, the St. Louis arch faces. Um, I drove through St. Louis when I was moving to this state, and literally like drove through it. So I saw the arches out my like driver's side window, and just kept on going. So I don't. How know. close? Like on the other side of town, or the? I didn't see them up close so i don't know how big they actually were okay um but i I would say they were i probably saw them from far away because they looked pretty tiny so they were probably okay probably far away probably the other side of town then yeah i want to do a cross-country road trip so badly i think that would be so much fun i want to hit all sorts of different ballparks oh god yes i would like to do that i would like to i've i've never really been anywhere i've been like kept in a box pretty much i've been to like maybe maybe six states that is sad and it costs money to travel that is very true and anyway yeah so my my goal my dream is to do like three road trips across one like you go south down through the south and texas and the southwest the deserts and whatnot and then you come back through like colorado and the midwest and then you end up in like dc quite honestly maybe new york city i'm not really too concerned Anywhere up there in the Northeast, except maybe Boston, but I don't really. By the way, I'll never drive in New York or Massachusetts. I've recently learned it is a, um, if you're, I don't remember what it's called, but if you're in an accident there, like you know how here if like somebody hits you, they're at fault. Yeah. No, nobody's at fault there. You just, you fix your you're own. You're just fucked. Yeah, you fix your own and get get the hell on down the road pretty much. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I will never set tire in uh New York State or Massachusetts, and um, <laughs> what did you just call it? Massachusetts. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure that's what uh, you said. Um. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yes, but you know, make my way to New York, and then I would like to fly from maybe not fly. I don't know. I've been in the Pittsburgh, Cincinnati area, so maybe fly to Chicago and then drive from Chicago out to. Pacific Northwest. Maybe I'll find Bigfoot out there. All right. I'm, I'm out there. I'm down to find Bigfoot. That'd be fun. Yeah. I got the perfect playlist ready in my car. It's got like 80 hours of music. That is fantastic. Yeah. I just got to, I want to put it on one time and just not hit skip for the whole ride. All right. Challenge accepted. Oh, yeah. All right. So back right. to the narrative. Sorry. Um. So... Uh, there were some runners that were um, actually recognized as marathoners. Um, so Sam Miller, A.L. Newton, John Lorden, Michael Spring, and Thomas Hicks. Um, they were all Americans with marathon experience. However, there was also Fred Lowers, who is an American who could only train at night due to his day job as a bricklayer. Ten Greeks that had never ran a marathon before ever in their life. Ten Greek Greek people? Greek people, yes. Okay. Uh, two South Africans of the Sawana tribe who were in St. Louis for the South African exhibit of the World's Fair. Um, they arrived at the starting line uh, barefoot. I mean, why not? But I, I want to go back to the first one you said. What, yeah. what was the first one again? Fred Lors. Fred Lors, he was, that was the guy training at night. Yep, and he's a bricklayer. If you think your life sucks and your job sucks and all that, this man found time to train at night for a marathon, the shittiest marathon he would ever run. He didn't know it, I guess, but the shittiest marathon he would ever run while laying brick during the day. Yep. I am officially inspired now. <laughs> uh, my problems don't mean anything. No, no, not at all. So... Let me tell you about my favorite runner, though. All right. Talk to me. Um, and I'm going to say his name wrong, I'm sure. So I apologize to any Cubans out there who are listening. Um, it's Felix Carabalhal. Carabalhal. I put a pronunciation next to it, and I still fucked oh, it up. Oh, the Dan Cummins way. I did. Where <laughs> yeah. is it at on here? 
uh, near the. Okay. Yeah. I see it. Is that a is that a J? Yes. Carabao. Something, Something like that? Like that. Yeah, that him. He's my favorite runner. All right. Why is he your favorite? So he was a Cuban national. Um, he was a mailman. and This is 1904, right? Yep. Was Cuban? No, Cuba wasn't communist then, were they? No, that was Cold War after World War II. Go on. <laughs> I had a dumb. <laughs> um, so he raised money um, to get to America to go to the Olympics by... Um, running the length of cuba running the island um and so he was successful in that he got to new orleans and promptly lost all of his money gambling on dice as you do in new orleans well that story took a turn (laughs) i was all behind this guy now i'm not so much (laughs) well he uh he uh, decided to walk and hitchhike all the way to st louis um, and he arrived at the starting line wearing a white long sleeve shirt, long dark pants, street shoes, and a beret. Super swanky. That sounds very Michael Jordan-esque. Very Michael Jordan-esque. <laughs> um, Maybe it's just the beret, but... <laughs> a fellow Olympian did take some pity on him, so he cut his pants for him at the knee, so at least he had shorts, shorts on. Um, but still, he... Uh, that's Felix, and he is the best person in this race. I... All, right, all right, hold on, hold on. Yep, I, yep. I still have a question. So he raised the money in Cuba. Yep. By running the length of Cuba. Yep. What did he raise the money for specifically to get to, to the? To get to the Olympics. Okay, so then he got to America with he a little bit. He got to New and Orleans said, and was I'm like, gonna I'm going to play dice. Yeah, okay, yep. and gotcha. I lost was like, all of it. I was like, did he not spend the money just to get to America? But I guess he had some left over, obviously. Yeah, he was, wanted to go He wanted to go run. He wanted to go to St. Louis. Gotcha. He made it, so hey. Yeah, uh, well, you know, when you put your mind to something. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk a little bit more now. We'll get back into the actual race. Um, so... Cars uh, drove along with the racers, um, carrying their coaches and physicians. Now, I've already mentioned that there was so much dirt and dust on these roads that they nearly killed some of the runners. Um, so, William Garcia of California, uh, he nearly became the first casualty of an Olympic marathon when he collapsed due to hemorrhaging. The dust that were being kicked up from the automobiles, coated his esophagus, and ripped his stomach lining. He was hospitalized and Mm. would have probably died if he was unaided any longer than he had been. Mm. So. That's one commitment. Yep. That man did not seem to want to give up. Until he collapsed and nearly died. Who would have ever thought dust could have done that to you? Uh, I mean, I guess if they're kicking up enough of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just little rocks. Yeah. Yikes. Teeny tiny rocks, so. Yikes. Um, John Lorden ran so hard that he began to vomit and he gave up. Sounds like the wise move in this race. Yeah. Um, now, poor Lin Tao. He was one of the South Africans. Um Lin Tao was chased a mile off course by a pack of wild dogs. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. This is America. I did not think we had wild dogs in America. Yep. Maybe in 1904, I guess. Yep. St. Louis, Missouri. He was chased a mile off course by a pack of dogs. I. Th- I just want to say props to this man who had, I don't know where in his run he was, a, he, he got off course. I'm imagining probably about halfway. It couldn't have been near the beginning, but he ran an extra mile and he outran dogs <laughs> and not just one dog, a pack of dogs for a mile. Yeah. That's impressive. He's pretty inspirational. That again, my problems don't matter. Yeah. 
Um, so at uh, some point, Sam Mailer, who was one of the um, experienced marathoners, um, was running. He was in first place, um, and he began to suffer cramps and gave up because of it, which, again, probably a smart idea considering everything. Now, your favorite person, Fred Lors. This is the, the bricklayer mm-hmm. who trained at night. I'm, I'm like hearing the Rocky theme music in my head. Dun, 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 dun. So he got cramps at the nine-mile mark, and instead of giving up, he hitched a ride in an automobile and waved at spectators and fellow runners as he drove past. I love this guy. <laughs> oh, my God, I love this guy. I knew somebody was going to cheat in this. I knew somebody was going to cheat. So uh, we'll get back to uh, Fred Lors here in a minute, but just oh, know yeah. that right now he's he's riding in a car. I hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I'm pulling for this guy so hard, guys. Um, going back to Felix, my Cuban friend, um, he is just having a blast doing this marathon. He's trotting along. He's chatting in broken English to spectators. Um, he, at one point, one point, uh, sorry, dog just bit my toe. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that out. Ah, uh, no, I think it. <laughs> it's just gonna stay. Yep, I don't know if you heard, but there was a sharp intake of breath. <laughs> I, did. I saw you, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> that bow just bit my toe. I'm. He's got a ball on the floor over here, and I keep making the mistake of playing with it under my foot, and he keeps going after it, and that time he bit my toe. Well, it sounds like you deserved it. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, back to back to reality. All right, so uh, Felix um, is having a blast. He's, like, chatting to people. Um, he eventually uh, stopped at a car, and there were, like, passengers sitting in the car munching on peaches. And he's like, hey, can I have a peach? Those look really good. And they told him, no, you can't have one of our peaches. Mm. So this fucker stole two of them and took off. Mm. And, and these people were in a car? Yes. Did they not drive after him? Um, from what I could see, no. So he stole two peaches and took off, and he ate them as he ran. All right. So um, apparently he had the major munchies. Because a bit further along, um, he ran into an apple orchard and decided he was still hungry. So he decided to snack on some apples in the orchard. The apples were rotten. Um, I was just about to say, well, at least he's eating healthy, but... Uh... Yep. So the apples were rotten, uh, which caused him to get some severe stomach cramps. So he lay down and he took a nap straight out of the tortoise and the hare. Wow. Yeah, that really is straight out of the tortoise. I haven't heard that story in years. <laughs> yeah, he just laid down in the apple orchard. Was he, and was went it, to sleep. please tell me he was in the lead? He, or is is Homeboy in the car still in the lead? Is he... Homeboy in the car is in a car. <laughs> of course he's in the lead. <laughs> or at least rapidly gaining. I mean, it, it's 1904, even though well, a car is a car still. Yeah. Like, it, it might, might be doing go... five miles an hour, but that's faster than the one that you're doing so we'll talk a little bit about thomas hicks and thomas hicks was one of the uh, known marathoners um and he beasted this run so beast mode yeah at the uh 10 mile mark though he started to fall apart he started to slow down um so two of his coaches or handlers uh began to run with him he begged them for water, which they refused to give him. Instead, they like took a sponge and dabbed his mouth with distilled water. What happens if you drink distilled water? I don't know. I would assume it would not do anything good. Distilled water is gross. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know what... I mean, I know it's distilled, but I don't know what that means. I know that I've used distilled water to take care of piercings. I've used it to rehydrate... Uh, humidity packs. Um, I know I have used deionized water in my work before, and that, if you drink that, it'll ionize with everything in your stomach, and that's not good. Um, is it okay to drink distilled water? Yes, you can drink 
distilled water. However, you might not like the taste because it's flatter and less flavorful than tap and bopper water. Oh, well. So it, look at that. It didn't hurt them, but they still won't let them drink it. They Companies just... produce distilled water by boiling and then condensing the collect steam back into a liquid. This process removes any impurities and minerals from the water. Okay. All right. I'll well, take it. Yeah. Um, but that's not the worst part. So to keep him going, um, they were feeding him a concoction of egg whites. Yum. And are you ready for this? No, I'm not. I can tell by the look on your face. Strychnine. I don't even know what that is. I'm going to assume it's disgusting. Rat poison. All right. <laughs> All right. I just want to pause this and just stay say for a minute. They wouldn't give this man no water. Nope. And they gave him egg whites and rat poison. <laughs> yes. They fed him egg whites and rat poison. I think yep. I'd rather be the guy eating the rotten apples. <laughs> I do too. This sucks. Worst marathon ever. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I see why they quit. Yeah. I want to quit now. <laughs> um. So this is actually the first recorded drug use in modern Olympics. Um. And at the time, there were no rules about performance enhancing drugs. That was a what? So rat it, poison was a drug. It was believed in small doses that it could act as a stimulant. Can it? Did it? No, not really. No, this. It did way more harm than it did good. Uh, I have to keep telling myself, this is 1904. <laughs> As Dan Cummins liked to say, doctors frequently went, whiskey, laudanum, saw. That's exactly what happened. God, Jesus. They still performed botanies at that time. Botany? Ain't that what it's called? Were they like, <laughs> lobotany? What, what, what's that thing where they... <laughs> botany is a study. Whoops. God, I'm just showing my genius right now. It doesn't help that I've pretty much finished this this drink, but oh. I'm feeling it a little bit. But Oh, um, that was fantastic. Um what do they call those things then? To be lobotomized? Lobot it's a, a lobotomy then? Yes. Lobotomy, not a botany. Okay, well I was close. At least I'm not terribly stupid. I'm just moderately stupid. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah, they they still did lobotomies, lobotomies. Let's give up. Oh, oh yeah, I, they did that thing where they like took went, out, took out your, your brain, brain. Yep. yeah, with like an ice pick. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> performance enhancing drug was rat poison. Yes. Um. So they also uh, carried with them a flask of French brandy, delicious, um, but they wouldn't give it to him. They withheld it uh, because they wanted to judge his condition first. So they just like dangled this brandy. I feel like that's like you, you ever what you remember the Looney Tunes cartoons mm -hmm. where they would put like a stick with a carrot in oh, front yeah, of a somebody on a stick or and like a plunger on the forehead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like that's what they're doing to this man. He poor dude. He had a rough go of it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and again, this all started at the 10-mile mark. This is a 25-mile race. Yeah, I, I thought earlier when you mentioned this happened, and this guy was like having a good run, and then he got to the 10-mile mark. I was like, he's not even halfway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so, uh, Lors at this time, your bricklayer. Yes, my man. Car rider number one. <laughs> he rode 11 miles in the automobile. Yes. Hell yes. That's how you win a race. <laughs> and Work he... smarter, not harder. <laughs> um, he emerged uh, a little bit before the finish line to where he was still like out of the stadium so no one saw him, except for Hicks handlers. So Thomas Hicks, who's on rat poison right now, the handlers who are feeding him rat poison saw lures they saw him get out of this car and they saw him start running again let me tell you what i'm envisioning in my mind right now all right i'm envisioning a very bonnie and clyde-esque chase like this car just comes screaming out of the dirt road in the woods and like stops on the side of the road and this other car is chasing him and the guy hops out and starts running and the other car stops and sees me like he's cheating shane <laughs> 
<laughs> and just very cliche 1930s gangster. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, Thomas Hicks Sandler's saw him and demanded he get off the course and stop. And he was like, nah, fuck you. And he kept running. Yes. <laughs> God, I hope this guy wins this race, please. So we're going to get to it. <laughs> um, Fred Lors crossed the finish line at just under three hours to uproarious applause. An American won. Oh, my gosh. USA. USA. Yeah. USA. So um, Alice Roosevelt, who is the 20-year-old daughter of President Roosevelt at the time, um, gave him like a, what the fuck are they called? The wreath thing that goes around. The, oh, yeah, I know. Made out of flowers? Yeah. I don't know what they're called, though. Yeah, I should have wrote it down, but Hold I didn't. Hold on. I got you. Keep going. So she gave him one of those, and she was seconds away from lowering the gold medal onto his neck when it was revealed that he cheated. And oh, no. He didn't get it? No, oh, he didn't get it. Damn it. And um, he laughed it off, and he claimed that he wasn't ever going to accept the medal. He, it was just, he's going along with it as a joke. Ha, 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 ha. He wasn't going to really take the gold medal. <clears throat> I would have. <laughs> but I have no morals. <laughs> uh, so, poor Thomas Hicks has just gone through hell now, and he feels like there's no chance of him getting first place because this dude in a car just fucking took off this rat poison man right yes rat poison man so poison man um he's grown ashen and limp um rat poison is pumping through his veins but he learned that lores was disqualified someone came back and let him know and so that renewed his vigor and so his handlers gave him more egg whites more strychnine and this time they gave him some brandy. So, hey, at least the uh, bro you, had some brandy. You've earned a reward. You ate six grams of rat poison today <laughs> in two and a half hours. Let me give you some brandy to wash it down with. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so they also, uh, instead of giving this poor man water, they soaked his body and his head in warm water instead to, I guess, wake him up. It's supposed to keep him going. Wait. Uh, yeah. I want him. They just gave him brandy. Alcohol dehydrates you. And then they splash water on him. Mmm. This sucks. <laughs> I yes, I get it now. I understand why over half of the people didn't finish. Yeah. Um. So, two miles before the finish line, he starts hallucinating. Um, he thinks that the finish line is now 20 miles away. He is begging for food. He's begging to lie down. Um, so he gets two more egg whites and some more brandy, probably some more rat poison. And he, he slowly makes his way into the stadium and like his joints are like getting all stiff and frozen and he, he's like a walking corpse. And so they get to the stadium and to get him across the finish line, his two handlers had to pick him up, each holding an arm, and he, like, pumped his legs in the air like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. Oh, Lord. He crossed the finish line, lifted in the air, just pumping his legs in the air. Mm. And he got the gold medal. He <laughs> He won with the worst time. In Olympic marathon history to this day, 2020. Mm, I don't even know what to say that last <laughs> bit. Um, Who finished second? How long, how far behind were they? I honestly don't know, but I do have some more people to talk to you oh, about a little oh bit. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> so, boy. Um, but Thomas Hicks uh, crosses the finish line and collapses. Rightfully so. Um, it takes four doctors and at least an hour later before he's able to leave the stadium. In the course of the race, just this race, just this one day, he lost eight pounds. Christ. Yeah. 
He said, quote, never in my life have I run such a tough course. The terrific hills simply tear a man to pieces. Translation, never again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yep. Now, wow. Fred Lors, your friend, was disqualified. But one year later, Thomas Hicks and Fred Lors decided to race again. They raced at the Boston Marathon. Fred Lors won without the use of a vehicle. Are we sure? <laughs> That's what history says. I wasn't there, so I'm not sure. Winner writes history. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, now, just to show you how absolutely insane this race was. Remember my Cuban that took a nap and fell asleep? Yes. He got fourth place. All right. I'm confused. Fourth place being the fifth person that finished or being the fourth person that finished? Fourth place being the fourth person that finished. So he's the first loser. There's gold, silver, bronze, Cuban. But like I'm talking about disqualified man. Was oh, he, he's like the fifth. Okay, then fifth. Yeah, fifth, if you're, okay. you're counting the disqualified Of guy. course, he won in my in my book. <laughs> okay. What was his name again? Lord? Fred Lors. Lors? Yeah, Lors. You the real MVP. Actually... The guy driving a car was the real MVP. <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> <laughs> like I said, work smarter, not harder. Um, so that is the story of the 1904 Olympic marathon that almost destroyed the Olympics as we know it. How did it almost destroy the Olympics? Just they, they were so hesitant to do it again afterwards? Yes. Did you not hear the disaster that I just told you about? I mean, I heard it. I I heard it and enjoyed it. I just, I don't know if you had some details, like in the uh, Olympic uh, a fish, I don't know. I don't want to say the pol Olympic politics, but, you know, like the behind the scenes of the Olympics. Um, I probably could have done more research and finished it uh, out. That's okay. But I will go ahead and give you my sources because I figure that's kind of professional um so i learned all this from the wikipedia <laughs> no <laughs> from the smithsonian magazine oh that's awesome um the history channel an article written by bianca lopez from the washington university in st louis and an article written by mike vago of avclub.com interesting and so that's that's my story i'm Glad I didn't have to run that race, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. Between the, I mean, I, I think the one thing, the one question that I still have after all this is, could the guy not tell that the apples were bad? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure bad apples are pretty easy to see. Like, were you, was he just that, like, hungry and tired or... I don't know. I've never seen a bad apple still on the tree. So I don't know what that would look yeah, like. Yeah, I'm I'm very confused by that. Who finished third? Did you have who finished third? No, I only put the important people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the story of the 1904 race from hell. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I was trying to think of what they're called, the, the marathon from hell. There we go. I was, I was For some reason, the word triathlon was on my tongue. No, not a triathlon. Oh, dear. Well, that was that was very intriguing, very interesting. Um, I hope I can do as good next time. <laughs> I, I um, hope so, too. It was very, uh, very interesting. Um, so I look forward to hearing what you... Uh, you bring to the table next week. I am going to probably address something that just drives me crazy. Oh, God. And try to teach people the right and proper way of... I don't want to say the right and proper way of looking at things, but how things are actually... I'll just go ahead and tell you what okay. I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm going to teach everybody what the actual American generations are. Okay. I am so tired of being blamed... I'm tired of hearing my parents who are baby boomers saying, you millennials have done this wrong and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're talking about Gen Z, not 
millennials. I, me, me people didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of that. So I'm going to set the record straight once and right. for all. We're going to learn starting with the greatest generation. And I'll look into like timelines, like from when to when, what are their. The greatest generation being the 90s kids, right? Mm, I'm, I was talking more like the, Yeah. no i was i was there really is a greatest generation have you never heard that before yes it's the greatest generation for white people white men oh well yeah you're you're yeah not wrong on that white cis men that's yes but that is what it's (laughs) called is the great the great generation the greatest generation but um yeah so i'll probably start there because i think that's where most of the generation starts Okay. It's like the records in American generations. So okay, I'm interested. I uh, want to well, learn. Yep, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, I think right now it's time to talk a little, little Braves and a little Rockies. Okay. Since uh, baseball season's finally underway. Thank God. Yeah, I know. I was going crazy. I was worried we weren't going to get anything this year. Uh, yeah, me too. And, and I'm still worried it's going to get canceled. I'm. Right there with you, but hey, the Rockies are currently leading the West, so. Uh, I'm actually pulling it up as we speak right now, but I believe the Marlins were winning the East, which. The Marlins are the ones who fucking brought COVID-19 to everyone. The Marlins were winning the East after having played three. They're winning the East with a record of seven and three, while Atlanta is in second with a record of. 11 and 6. Ooh. Atlanta has won more games than the Marlins have played. <laughs> but because they're going by win percentage, we're in second place. Mmm, that's just mm, lovely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the Braves actually played a doubleheader today against the Phillies, and uh, apparently, as I learned, um, Doubleheader games this year are only seven innings, each one. So they played 14 innings today, and they won both. Hey, good for them. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Acuna had uh, three home runs today. One in in the first game, two in the second game. It was uh, impressive to watch. I think his bat's finally coming around, and if we can get uh, Fredward, get him a little. uh, For anybody that doesn't know, that's Freddie Freeman. If uh, we can get old Fredward heating up. I think we'll be a force to reckon with. We lost uh, Ozzy Albies this week, and we also lost uh, Mike Soroka, our ace pitcher on a already, already pretty hurt pitching rotation. But the bullpen's been lights out. Ozzy's uh, on the the DL, the short short term DL for uh, wrist, and Soroka tore his Achilles trying to cover first base, and so he's out for the season. Probably going to be back. Hopefully, hopefully by opening day next year. But maybe a, maybe a little later. I I saw you had successful surgery today, so that's good. Right. How the Rockies? Um, the Rockies lost today, and so we played the Mariners. Um, one series, um, but lost today. So that is sad. But we're going back home now, uh, back to Denver, um, and get some home games uh, under our belt and, and keep our keep our lead of the west there you go um there is a new kid um he uh is a new pitcher he just joined um i believe his first game was last game um which was yesterday which we won um his name is ryan castellani and he threw four no hit innings wow that's impressive did Mm. they pull him out after four or is that just when he gave up the first hit I was at work, ah. so I only am available to look at highlights. Gotcha. But That's impressive for a rookie. Yeah, he is adorable. He looks like a little kid, and he's so so sweet. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing where his career takes him. Well, that's good. That's good to hear that there's – I mean, I'm I'm so pumped for baseball. There's so much young talent, you know, and for everybody to say that the sport's dying – it breaks my heart. It it definitely breaks my heart, and it's it gives me hope when I see all this young talent, you yeah. know. And I see now. I will say, I think baseball is doing its best to hang itself after that debacle. They could have been the first sport back after COVID. 
started after the you know closure and everything but the players and the owners just couldn't get on the same page so no that 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 was a little frustrating as a fan but yeah no i agree completely is what it is unfortunately but all right so uh i guess we'll uh end end the baseball talk all right um anything else noteworthy happened this week that you want to chit chat about um the world is on fire did you feel the earthquake today i slept through it of course you did we're in a we're in a not earthquake place and there was an earthquake (laughs) i woke up literally to about seven texts from a group of my friends going on about it and i was like uh earthquake i think i felt an aftershock okay this afternoon it happened around eight in the morning um and i woke up i woke up with my entire apartment complex shaking and i thought it was in my head like i thought i was still like dreaming so i just rolled over and went back to sleep because i have no self-preservation at all (laughs) good to know when the zombie apocalypse hits um do they have earthquakes in colorado no no? No, this was the first earthquake I've ever experienced. Yeah, I didn't, I should know that because I'm a geologist by trade, but I didn't think they did, but I figured firsthand knowledge is better than book yep. knowledge. Nope, I don't think we've ever had an earthquake. I might oh, be wrong, but you've I'm... you've definitely had earthquakes in the past, just not... Recorded history. <laughs> let's let's not go there. Um. All right, well, if that's the case, then let's, uh, let's wrap up on this whiskey here. Okay. I'm about done with mine. I'm about done with mine. I've probably a little bit less than half a finger. Yeah, same here. Um, what do you think so far? I love it. Um, this is my favorite Japanese whiskey that I've had. Um, as I've been sipping on it uh, throughout the day, um, I've definitely been getting more of the fruity um, hints, more of the gingers come through. Um, for its price point, I believe I spent 30-ish dollars um, on this bottle. Um, It's a really good whiskey. I would say it's a good whiskey to start, especially if you're looking to branch out and do something other than, you know, traditional American... um, Jim Bean. (laughs) American, Scottish, Irish whiskey, if you're wanting to try something new. Um, Suntory is, I think, a good good one to start with. It's absolutely fantastic. I notice I'm going to take one more sip here just so I can get a very, very accurate... Like I said, I'm so, so good at this. But I'm going to take another sip. I didn't mean to do that. It's definitely, um, (laughs) the edge is off of it. As you can hear my dog in the background. Hopefully not. I don't think they can hear him. Okay. Well, he's barking at something. Um, The edge is off and... It's a lot more open to flavor. Yeah. You know, I can I can definitely taste some of the fruit, uh, the apple. And on the back end, I can taste the peppermint. Yeah. The peppermint stays with me. It's like in the back of my throat. Yep, I can definitely and, feel that. Uh, I still haven't got the ginger or the grapefruit, though. Or the almond. No? No. I don't really... I don't eat almonds very often, so maybe I just don't remember what they taste like. <laughs> Quite honestly, with the almond. Um, I'm more of a peanut man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's definitely that first. And I, I'll preface this, or, you know, preface this by saying I have not drank liquor in quite a while. Um, and that first sip was just like almost overwhelming. It was definitely intense. Yeah. Um, but as it's been able to sit out and breathe, mm-hmm. um, it's a very good whiskey to drink neat. Yep. Um, though uh, Suntory itself does uh, say that drinking it um, highball is the best. I, yeah. But really, I gotta get some of those, some of those like ball ice makers. Mm-hmm. But, all right. Well, I guess that's it for uh, the first episode. Uh, right. Again, we're. This is Whiskey and Wonder. Um, I'm going to let Megan chit-chat with you all about all the good uh, social media stuff because I'm so shitty at those things. Um, but we are um, we are on, I believe, Instagram, Twitter, 
And uh, we're going to try by the time this is uploaded to look into one of them fancy uh, Amazon things where you can go click through our link and buy your stuff and a, a bit of proceeds will go towards us. That would be really helpful. We I can get a little would. bit better equipment and get um, this going on. Yes, we are a two-man team, two man, woman, two-person. Two two-person. Yeah. We are a two-person team. Um, yeah, we that are... work full-time jobs and yep. um, have to research all this stuff and get to the ABC store and <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, but this is something that I've I've really been looking forward to, to doing, and I think uh, I think this has the potential to be a great podcast. And I thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. Um, Absolutely. Take a moment to rate us, review us. It'll help us climb the charts on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, wherever else you listen. Um, five stars would be fantastic. We'd very much appreciate it. Um, we'll drink to you. Uh, this episode, I do not have a Patreon set up, but I will have one by next episode. Um, and I'll link that in the uh, description of our podcast uh, once that is up and running. Um, we are on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is Whiskey Podcast. Simple, straightforward. I like it. Whiskey Podcast. Whiskey Podcast. Yep. No, um, like, underscores or nothing? Nope. Oh, sweet. That's easy. That's good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Our email address, if you have any questions you want to send to us, if you want to tell us how much we suck, whatever, um, is whiskeyandwonder at gmail.com. And that's spelled out and, not not like an ampersand? Right, that's spelled okay. out and. Whiskeyandwonder. At gmail.com. At gmail. Beautiful. And I'm going to try so, so hard. I am not a social media person. I don't like it. I don't use it in my personal life. But I'm going to try. I will, I will. Megan's probably going to be the one manning it, but I am going to try to hop around every once in a while and post some stuff or Not... send some stuff to her to post. <laughs> we can do it. We'll, uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it for the first yeah. time. It went pretty smooth. I'd say Yeah. not bad. Yeah, so, um, thank you guys. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Cheers. Cheers.